0: Two hosts. Tell me the most interesting thing on your mind right now.
1: Sorry, I, I I was working on something. What was that?
0: Two guests.
1: You know, you guys really suck. Why is the floor wet?
0: One inept producer.
2: Wikipedia! Wikipedia, Wiki, Wikipedia!
0: Four intriguing topics. They talk, you listen. Disappointment follows. Welcome to
1: That Was Disappointing. Remember to tip your veal and try the waitress.
3: questions
0: hey everybody producer wow. Dave is eyeballing the shit out of me for that one but um happy holidays happy holidays <laughs> and here we are um uh the only time that I'll mention this is uh we're probably going to get a little raucousy here I'm not doing a drinking game nope we're recording this the night of the election so we're just going to drink our way through and today we're doing attack of the Dan's we have Dan Moore and Dan Sorensen Dan say hi
3: hi
0: What's up? And of course our fearless co-host Joe and producer Daihi. Hi. Hi. So um what's everybody drinking tonight?
1: Um, I am still killing off uh Budweiser from our power hour episode, God help me. I think I have uh I have two in my two in my natty bow mug here. I think I have one left in the fridge, and then thank goodness I'm done. What From about, the great know, state uh, of Hannah. Pennsylvania. Oh, never mind, Dave. I guess.
2: Okay. <laughs> From the great state of Pennsylvania, at least for now. Some yang lang. Okay. For me, uh, I am. Uh, go ahead. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, this <laughs> is going raise,
3: so well. Should, should we raise hands? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. Uh. Let's see. I did raise my beer. Dan Moore. <laughs> I'm did. Gonna, Dan Moore. I'm going to call
0: you Danny. Oh, go ahead and you could punch me in the throat later all hey, right
3: what are you drinking uh a hop valley brewing company i've never had anything by them but it's a citrus
4: mistress and it's a uh, ale. Oh. yeah it is dan so i'm gonna uh do a little promotion for my buddy uh i am drinking a making out with cherry pineapple sour from uh my buddy uh pj and josh uh their bar wet city which is uh up in baltimore and uh if you're a local you should definitely check it out because their sours are absolutely killer
0: excellent and i am taking a tullamore dew to the face with um some pickle brine chasers what the fuck is it
1: with you and pickle brine
0: have you not had a pickleback? no okay well then you don't know what you're talking about till you try it okay i thought
4: that was a shitty canadian rock band
0: pickleback <laughs>
4: yeah <laughs> nicely played
0: almost almost if only i had a guitar riff in here oh <laughs> hey, is- ah, there's a nickelback clip for you oh. <laughs> all right what is what is a
3: pickle back
0: a pickleback is it's just like any sort of uh, it's just pickle juice that you drink on the back end of a shot so you could have a water back a coke back whatever back that's just the phrase when you buy a drink so when you get a whiskey with a pickle back, they just pair together very nicely because there's like this smoky sharpness that's with the whiskey and the briny bitterness of the um, pickle juice. It just It's interesting. Like you don't lose any of the flavor. It just sort of puts the fire
4: out. It's good. Yeah. Uh, have, oh. have we what? moved on past the chaser? Like there's no such thing as a chaser anymore. Now it's called a back?
0: I guess. I don't know. You know, the biggest uh, thing that I, maybe I'm misremembering, but I could have swore back in Maryland when I would go to a bar and you wanted to get the cheap stuff they were called rail drinks
4: am I yes, having a... absolutely there okay was rail so drinks th- and then top shelf drinks
0: okay so then there is a weird then this is a California thing or a West Coast thing because when I came out here I went to a bar and I said I'll take your your uh, your rail vodka and they're like my what <laughs> your rail vodka is like we don't yeah. do coke like that what are you ta- something like that? I was like well, what are you talking about that's a stupid joke <laughs> and apparently they call them well out here not rails oh. So, maybe that's what it is. They call them chasers on the east, and out here they call them backs.
3: I don't know. But back in Florida, they do say, Well, they refer to it really. As well. So, then yeah.
0: I have this is you know what? It's it makes no damn sense.
3: It's just insanity.
2: Well, rail, top shelf. Hello, <laughs>
1: there you Bye, go, Mr. Delicious.
2: That's all I gotta say, that's how I learned in bartending school. Never was a bartender. Oh, yeah, Dave, so- tell
0: us more about uh, your bartending school and um, your bartending <laughs> experiences. Right
2: good old glen Burnie bartending school Spent yes 200 dollars <laughs> for that and i was like no nah, i don't want to stay Did they give me. you a certificate and everything
0: yes oh that's very nice you should have put that on your wall right behind you put it on
2: your 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 wallpaper of credentials yeah add it with my Anne arundel community college degree heck yeah you probably earn
3: more money with a bartender's degree
4: <laughs> some <Yeah>. places <laughs> that's right that's right. I think that I think that Glen Burnie Bartending School, like after your first shift at Bohager's, you get a free STD test.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: nice. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I think we should probably get started. So, uh, Dan, why don't you kick things off?
4: All right. Well, so what I was thinking was, if you were in like a survival situation, or like you know, you were facing insurmountable odds. Which action hero, specifically character, not actor, would you choose as your, you know, your wingman, as, as your your hero to, to, to fight through whatever? Why don't you Again, tell us yours I mean, first? Well, it's, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Uh, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. I'm going in with John McClane.
0: Yep. I figured you
4: stole mine. Like, but <laughs> dude, I was waiting for somebody to answer first, and I was gonna get so pissed. No, no, but, we um, uh, we've
0: we've handed over the reins of the first question or the first answer goes to the person who asked the question. So you get first oh answer. nice.
4: Yeah, but uh I mean, you know, it's John McClain, dude. Like he's taken on everybody. Um, unfortunately, he did take a trip to Russia, which I hope most of us have forgotten by now. Um, but uh Overall, like, he's just, dude, he's the baddest. Like, he is the Batman of dad superheroes. (laughs) Like, he's kind of fat, he's kind of bald, but he's totally badass. So, like, yeah, I mean, that's my dude. Anybody that can run through broken glass and throw English-acting German characters off of roofs, I'm down.
1: I would say that the fourth Die Hard kind of sucked, too, to be honest with you. You even know that.
0: Is that that's, the PG-13 one?
1: That was the one that took place in Maryland.
0: Yep, that's um, the PG-13 one with Kevin Smith.
1: Yeah, my favorite part was um was the the coil on the interstate that the car was going up that led to nowhere. Yes. Yeah, I love that because
0: there are no interchanges like that in all of Maryland. And uh, my favorite little tidbit of how you can tell that that was a screenplay written by someone not from maryland or the east coast but from california and they're putting dialogue in east coasters mouths is when they say we're taking the 95 oh nobody says the in front of a freeway in maryland ever yeah taking 95 that's
3: it not the so i i from all the places i've lived in the u.s i feel like that's a, a, a unique aspect of southern california i never heard that in in florida south carolina new york i've never heard it spoken anywhere else maybe it's maybe it's west coast thing i don't know but maybe
1: i say get that crap out of here i gotta say john mcclain is a good choice and um Dan, uh, dan s it sounds like you stole art's answer there too but uh but he's not the best choice and i'm actually surprised that uh that you didn't choose uh who i'm about to choose i'm probably going to steal art yeah don't still don't still mine either <laughs> Uh oh um i will just say the initials jb oh my gosh yep jack bauer
4: Oh, oh. Okay. oh. Never mind, never mind, okay?
0: Yeah, well, he'll certainly keep you alive in a terrorist uh, in interrogation sequence, but I'd love to see him survive on rainwater and like birchwood.
1: Dude, dude, Jack Bauer has lived through everything. He's lived through a nuclear explosion, um, <laughs> uh, prolonged torture at the hands of Chinese nationals. Um, I think he was in China for a year or two, just just under extreme duress. <laughs> uh you know a a bunch of his you know his wife was killed by his former lover he's uh he's he's the man has been through everything and even though the later seasons of 24 sucked um as well as the kind of um well i never actually watched the reboot but i heard that sucked too jack bauer was always the man and uh it, it looks like dns wants to add something here go
3: ahead no, I, I I you really pulled the rug right out from under me because I thought you were going to say James Bond, which was what I
4: was going to say. James um, Bond, that's pretty good. But neither one of them drove a taxicab through Central Park with <laughs> Samuel Jackson. So fuck that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what James Bond are we talking about? The only oh, one touche. I'm assuming.
3: The only one.
4: Roger Moore. Roger, Roger Moore.
3: Moore. Roger Moore is actually the probably my favorite James <laughs> yes, Bond. Yes, actually. yes, yes. Oh, oh,
4: looks like he's oh! About to get a brick. <laughs> Blow it
1: out your ass. <laughs> Rest yeah, in peace. Please. I'm sorry. Rest in peace. As we're taping this, as, as we're taping this episode, Sean Connery just passed away this past weekend. So,
3: Roger fucking Moore. <laughs> I like I like Sean Connery's James Bond too. Roger fucking Moore. (laughs) I felt like Roger Moore is a bit cheekier than the other James Bonds. And I just always appreciated that like sense of humor about him. I'm sure that sense of humor will come
0: in handy when you're in a tactical survival situation
3: in the middle of the jungle. He always made it. He always made it. (laughs) I mean, he blew a man up like like a literal balloon. Was he the guy who uh, shot a
0: gun or uh, assault rifle while skiing backwards or something? Was that that Bond?
4: Uh, I think that, that was-, was Brosnan,
3: Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, uh, yeah our Timothy Dalton. One, I, uh, it was one of the others.
1: Ooh, Timothy Dalton. Oh, I tried Ros- to reset
4: Ros- <laughs> from my brain.
1: <laughs> or George Lazenby, who was in all one movie. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> um, you, you know, it, it's interesting. You bring up the debate about you know between Roger Moore and Sean Connery because I remember when MTV used to air celebrity death match uh the claymation battle royal, yeah. and they had one and they had one a claymation fight between sean connery and roger moore where R- moore won and i just remember watching that and being so pissed off <laughs> 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 i never and i never actually watched i i know this is terrible you, if you guys are here you would throw stuff at mm-hmm. me but i never prior to the daniel craig movies i never actually watched a james bond movie
3: Oh, so what pissed you off about it? Yeah, (laughs) for real. Why'd you get pissed off?
1: (laughs) Because Connery's the man. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
3: (laughs) He is.
4: I'm not going to act like
0: Go back back and watch Dr. No, and you'll see how somebody can make you want to drop your underwear through your slacks (laughs) with just a look.
1: But to me, that's Jack.
4: out. Moore had the best villains. Moore had had a really good... job. Baron Samedi, best villains. But wait... Odd job,
0: wasn't that in Goldfinger? Yes. That's mm-hmm. a bot that's a that's a Sean Connery. It turned. But he he did. did. So they they doubled him up?
4: Back. Ah they doubled up Jaws?
1: I remember Jaws.
4: Moonraker, yes. and then yeah he... yeah, he was in
1: Moonraker. Uh that was his second movie. I forget what his first movie was. Like the Spy Who Loved. Yeah. I don't remember.
3: Was it yet. The Spy Who Loved Me? I don't remember was it the, the, the spy who first loved one. Me?
1: I don't, I don't remember. Know. He the was first Happy one, Gilmore's
4: but... boss. <laughs> <The> right- boring.
1: <laughs> well, okay, Art. Right, yeah. right, if we're so boring, who is your pick?
0: I I think I'm actually going to answer this with like probably, dare I say, the most like realistic answer, just based off of when you said, which action hero would you want to be in a survival situation with? And I'm going to have to go to the 2003 film, The Hunt It, with the character of Aaron Hollum, which was played by Benicio del Toro. He was under the schooling of Tommy Lee Jones's character and he was at the in that movie, the best survivalist and wilderness hunter soldier that Tommy Lee Jones ever trained. And that's why he's the only one who could go and um, retrieve him when he went AWOL. But Benicio del Toro's character in that film, he's not only incredibly vicious and dangerous, but he has all the survival techniques and he can become invisible and he's a tracker it's like, in a survival situation, I think he's probably one of the top dudes that you could go with. And because I'm one of the hosts, I'm going to throw in a, uh, an option B, who is also Benicio Del Toro from Sicario, the character Alejandro, because he is a badass son of a bitch.
1: Do You know who would be a great one, too, is, and I, and I don't remember his character's name, um, but Christopher Lambert as the Highlander.
0: I think his character's name was just Highlander, wasn't it?
1: Was it? I don't, I don't know.
0: know.
4: <laughs> no, 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 no. But he's no. also
0: superhuman at that point. So, you know, that definitely works for you. It works. Yeah. Out. He's immortal. He's immortal.
1: There can be oh, only be,
0: one. Well, then because of Highlander, I would have picked Sean Connery's Connor, character.
4: Connor you know, how That's right. Sean yeah, Connor, Connor McLeod, McLeod was an Highlander. I would
0: was pick was, um, Sean Connery as a Spaniard. Ramirez.
1: Go
4: by the Kurgan.
1: <laughs> and the Kurgan. Was played by by yeah,
4: but
1: Clancy wasn't Amber, Mr. Crabs exactly
4: Mr. Mr. Krabs. <laughs>
0: like, are, we, are we waiting for the drop? What's happening?
4: <laughs> okay, uh, so I think we've uh, we've let's hear much... Dave's since yeah. Dave just because Art named some movie so... nobody's ever seen.
2: Yeah, and and I can't figure out. So let let's do this. Wait, kill car- count for uh. John McClane is 73 well, in. That's, all a, of that's his across films. a shit ton of movies, of course. Jack Bauer had 309 kills <laughs> in his first season of 24. Oh
3: my gosh. So Jack James Bauer Bond is the most had,
2: notorious serial killer in America. Oh. James Bond had 352 kills as of 2012. <laughs> I couldn't find yours, Art. So uh, I think uh, Jack Bauer gets the points with wow yeah no i would say yeah my guy probably killed all of like
0: eight people in one movie but yeah, i don't that's... know how they how
3: lame the art how <laughs> pathetic
0: <laughs> i'm looking for but the, proper... the
4: highlander was connor mccloud you guys suck. connor McCloud.
1: thank you dan thank you yes could not remember the name the
4: series, the series was duncan but who cares I
3: feel like there's so many other of these types of action heroes that I'm forgetting right now. My mind just went blank and I only could think of like the top three most famous ones. But there's so many others out there that I think would be so cool. Well, yeah, I mean, I could take something.
0: RoboCop with me. He'd fuck some shit up or I could take John, um, John Rambo. John Rambo's another one. Rambo. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Shit. What was the. Who was this uh, character? Hold on. I got to look that up. Um from Could predator. take Dutch, from... yeah, Predator. That's I was just going yes, to remember his name. I was yes. like, not Commando.
3: The other one, <laughs> a cool one that I think.
0: Commando's
4: name.
3: <laughs> the uh, one that I think that would be really cool to join on an adventure with it would be the Doctor from Doctor Who on on BBC. But one, I, I, that's a good question too. But I I think uh, I really liked Peter Capaldi as the Doctor. Not his as his episodes were touch and go, but. The character was was cool I, I just have the only trip edition i have is that almost all of his companions die so uh-huh. I, I i would not want to be in next in line yeah you'd be his personal red shirt yep exactly
0: uh, all right joe take us on to the next one
1: all right so tis the season um since uh this this will be airing uh after thanksgiving and such but... <laughs> When is it too early to put up your Christmas tree? And I say that because, well, I will go ahead and answer my question. Um, I think it's never too early uh, because I, I, oh, shut the hell up, Dan. (laughs) 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 It's, look, I, I love Christmas. It's my favorite holiday. It is. And Lord knows if there's one thing that we need this year, it's some joy. some happiness you know in the past i have typically you know my family has typically waited until after thanksgiving usually the weekend after thanksgiving but this year just like last year where thanksgiving was late in the month we are going to put up our tree probably the end of next week um and uh it just so happens that i'm having a surgical Procedure next week, so I will be home for a few days afterwards, recuperating. Hopefully, we air another episode, which means that I haven't died on the operating table.
2: So
1: um, but uh, but I am looking forward to getting some holiday cheer here in the house and uh, just you know, trying to trying to trying to make this year just a little bit brighter. So I say whenever. Go ahead, Art. It looks like you want to say something.
0: I'm just getting ready to take a shot. That's all. Here goes number four. Where's your pickle? Where's your yeah, pickle? Your, your pickle back
1: or
4: whatever. Your oh, pickle back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm running out of do brine. I'm lit- have to do half shots.
4: Do you literally have like a military canteen full of pickle juice? What the no, fuck this is that? actually
0: um, a bottle that I got from Trader Joe's. It was Mississippi mud. And uh, after I drank it, I was like, this is such a fun little jug. I'm going to hold on to my pickle, brine in this
3: jug. Awesome, guys. When you run out of that, you can just... Oh, yeah. Shut (laughs) up, Joe. Dan and I are talking. (laughs) I was going to say, when you run out of the pickle juice, you can go get some, like, you know, white wine vinegar or something. Or Or I could just, like, you
0: know, pour out the juice from olives. That would be pretty tight. Be like a dirty... Or
4: you could join the Oak Ridge Boys with your jug.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Christmas. When is it too early to put your Christmas tree up? Go ahead, Art. Okay, my smart-ass
0: answer would be the week before Christmas. Uh, my real answer is having been raised Catholic and having since lapsed from that very far away, Yes, I still story. remember um, the the whole idea of the Advent calendar. And I would say the beginning of Advent. That to me is it. like, I, I'm not a big, I guess like most holidays I, I don't care about. And I think that there is enough bleed over of things throughout the year that there should be some compartmentalization. compartmentalization. Oh, these shots are great. (laughs) Compartmentalization. You know, October is Halloween. November is Thanksgiving. December is Christmas. So that's just always what it's been for me. But then again, I never really gave a shit about Christmas except when I was a kid because it meant I got a bunch of free shit. As I got older, don't really care about it you have a kid that's probably different you have a very different experience with christmas than i do because no, I do now you're christmas. seeing christmas through their eyes but for me take it or leave it whatever <laughs> you know so uh, honestly my wife is more into it and she's not christian so it's just like <laughs> that's funny to me she's more into like all right let's get the tree and the decorations i'm like fuck are you serious is the time already so yeah i mean so i guess i'll give you those my serious answer is if i'm going to be pragmatic about it i'd say as soon as december one rolls around feel free to knock yourself out
1: but before then it's too early you're saying
0: i would say it's too early yet. Yeah.
1: okay all right well let's go to uh to dan Moore next what do you think
3: okay so i i'm kind of feeling a, a mix actually of this i i kind of agree with art's more pragmatic perspective on this because i can remember doing the advent too as a kid, and I will say that that amount of time is perfect for hyping it up, and it's not like too long before where you're like, "Oh my gosh, Christmas is, is two months away." Like you, <laughs> you you extend the countdown longer if you start celebrating it earlier. <laughs> so, but um, but on the other hand, I really love Christmas too. I just love Christmas season so much. And this year, as you said, Joe, has just been a really hard year for so many people. I say why not let's just all let's just all start pulling up those decorations and change the mood a bit who knows tomorrow i'll probably be putting up a tree just because (laughs) you know nothing to do with the day
1: it honestly reminds me a little bit and i'm once again i'm showing my age here but it reminds me of the year uh when the iraq war started uh what was that 2003 and you know things were a little you know casualties were rising and whatnot and christmas you know the music on the radio everything started early that year just to get people's mind off things and i i think with as bad as this year has been once again i'm not trying to make do you really want to know political and all but <laughs> with as bad as this as this year has been okay I
4: well think first I'll off
1: some cheer but that's just me N S, what do you think <laughs>
4: So, first off, Art was gradually <laughs> wrong. Um, the season actually, of Halloween he celebrates September 1, They just have a metal I pole and they air their grievances first.
0: and that's all they do.
4: Mm, yeah. So, anyway, um, I don't decorate uh, the outside of my house for Christmas, but I do decorate for Sorry, Halloween. I um, apologize. Halloween being the most important holiday of the year, year hands down. Uh yeah I kind of feel the same way even though I have a kid um Christmas uh it's a burden um it is well because Christmas is the only holiday outside of Thanksgiving but Thanksgiving's usually like a uh it's a one stop kind of deal but like once you have a kid at Christmas it's um fucking come see me come see me come see me come see me and I can't stand that and that's what really drives me up a wall about it and not to mention the fact that america in general has uh just commercialized and made everything so corporate um just last week i was in walmart um all the halloween stuff had been pushed into a corner and all the christmas stuff was out and i literally found myself walking through the store with people looking at me mind you going what the fuck does thanksgiving not exist anymore (laughs) (laughs) we're not thankful for anything it's like throw away the pumpkins break out the trees so it just uh yeah christmas i feel like it's way over (laughs) um also uh you know when you get into the religious aspect of it um that's not my bag so from that point of view it doesn't do anything for me it's just another hallmark holiday in my eyes
3: I, think, I w- go ahead, Joe. So uh,
1: I was sorry. just going to say that I mean, even even if you even if you're not religious, like one. I mean, it's it's just a magical time for for as Art said. Like I I have a kid, Dan. Dan, I know you have. How many children? Just one. Okay. Yeah. Like I mean, you know, even if ah. you don't believe, even if you're not religious, it's still a magical time. And it just,
0: and, it's a magical time, maybe, if you're on the East Coast because you have snow.
1: <laughs>
0: Things change. Out exactly here, we put fucking lights Christmas. on palm trees.
1: I've had exactly one white Christmas my entire life. Okay. So, uh, I, I don't know, I, Joe.
0: I'd, I'd say you've had plenty of white Christmases. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, hey, Dan, I just have to ask you, Dan, does uh, how pissed off do you get when you're walking through a store? and it's like not even thanksgiving and you hear this
4: I just want you for my own.
0: doesn't that just send you into a fucking rage and this is the problem with this this bleeding into earlier and earlier in the year before it used to be december then all of a sudden it was right halloween. after thanksgiving then it was before thanksgiving then it was like midway through november then it was early november all of a sudden you can hear this shit in stores and like almost around halloween ridiculous
3: did you see the 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 instagram story that mariah carey posted where it was like this haunted haunted house and the guy goes into like one of these back dark rooms and opens the door and it's literally mariah carey sitting in a christmas themed <laughs> room like about to start singing that song she knows oh that's so funny she knows, funny. She knows <laughs> that people feel that way about like because dude it's the it's the sign it's almost like
0: the horn of gabriel signaling the apocalypse <laughs> when you're walking through a fucking mall or a store <laughs> you hear that on the pa system you know it's, it's over
3: yeah it's I, over. I i back in the day I, I worked at a shoe store in the mall and at christmas time was like i i realized I, those I never songs became really kind of, kind of an i answer. became numb to those it, songs because it, it, they when just required
4: by, by family all the time you know, uh, at least in your car you can ladies the radio. of the house dictate this um, Damn. December 1st is absolutely mm-hmm. the earliest. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like Art said, December is the month of Christmas, and I can tolerate it for like 25 days exactly because you are also talking to probably the only person in the room on the show in your history that has the words every day is Halloween tattooed on their body. So, I, in all fairness, that's kind of where I'm coming from.
0: Nice. Well, uh, before we let Dave uh, score this, I just want to give you uh, a music bed for Joe's benefit and for Dave.
2: Okay, Dave, how would you score this? (laughs) All right. uh, I'm going to go with Art and Dan S. Uh, Sorry, Joe, but a live tree isn't going to make it. month and
1: a half I, it's I true. don't use a live tree. I don't use a live tree. <laughs> well then you're not yeah. really and you're not really not in the spirit
3: of it are you? <laughs> my my granddad had a Christmas tree farm and it had he had thousands of acres of in rows, and rows of Christmas trees what and every once in we'd drive up to story. Tennessee and help him out on the farm in the summers <laughs> to trim the trees for the winter, sell the trees. So if anyone's the more Christ Christmassy Christian, it's Dan.
0: <laughs> so Joe, you're a you're you're a fugazi man.
3: <laughs> I think you're holding that upside down, aren't you? Is not it supposed oh, to go the other way? <laughs> I will agree with with Dan though about the commercialization of Christmas. I think it was back in high school where I started to just feel even in high school I felt something icky about it. I loved it as a kid but then when I was like an older teenager I was like this does I mean, this feels off about it something feels off. you know like a Charlie Brown and a Charlie Brown Christmas that's how I felt and the was, absolute.
1: Go ahead, go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry.
3: Oh, no, I was gonna say I needed like a little Linus to come out and slap me in the face and remind me <laughs> what it was.
1: About. And the absolute last point I'm going to make on this topic is yeah, Dan Moore, I'm so glad you brought that up because Apple has purchased the rights to all the Charlie Brown specials, and which means that, you know, Charlie Brown Halloween, or, or excuse me, it's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah. Charlie Brown Christmas, so on and so forth, will now air on Apple Plus and not on network TV. So, talking about the commercial was yet.
0: Well, that and Dave also put in the chat that as of 2017, All I Want for Christmas has raked in a Pickleback Pickle million dollars in royalties. So, <laughs> here surprised. is to the most, um, uh, to um, uh, miss, uh, <laughs> wow, Jesus fucking Christ. I can't More pickle (laughs) more
3: pickleback. Here is to Mrs. Nick Cannon. Are they still together? Oh, they've been they have been divorced for years now. Oh,
0: they have been? So she's an eligible bachelorette with 60 million in her pocket. She is, yeah. Well then all I could say is Okay, enough of that. All I want for Christmas is some of that money. Um All right, so it's on to me. Gentlemen, I have some really bad news. We're all sentenced to death because we were a part of this show. Dead man walking, dead man walking. But good news is we get one last meal. I want every one of us to describe our last meal before we ride the lightning into the sunset in as much detail as possible. I'm talking about like food porn level food porn for the listeners. I want the listeners to feel the, 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 the triglycerides rising in their bloodstreams as they eat too much gravy. I want to feel the cholesterol pounding through their veins. As you describe that, that mm, juiciness dripping off the burgers. I just want to know what would you eat as your last meal? Uh, And I will start off with, um, I, I can describe some of the foods, but a lot of them are gonna be very referential to different parts of my life, different periods. Um, because there's certain foods you've had, like we've all had that just stick in your mind. So for me, I would have a, a three course meal, uh, starting with an appetizer of this balls, beef stew meat pie that I had at the Red and Fair once. It was so amazing how deliciously flaky the crust was and how tender the beef and the, just the, the ooey gooeyness of, of the broth and the gravy in there. And then my main course would have to be this spaghetti and meat sauce from an Italian restaurant that was in Baltimore that no longer exists. It closed down years ago, but it was called Ilona's, And it was like a little hole in the wall dumpy diner that it was a special treat whenever I'd go with my family. And I remember as a little kid, I would order the giant plate of their meat sauce and I would eat it and I'd be so full, I'd pass out on the car ride home and I'd just fart the entire time. And it was magical. But that sauce was just so, so earthy and rich and and heavy. It was just so good. And to close it out, uh, a lady from... Uh, My wife, one of my, my wife works part-time at a a needlepoint shop that her mother teaches at. And one of the students in her mother's class is a phenomenal baker. And she made an Oreo cheesecake that would make the cheesecake factory go out of business if she ever decided to sell this. It was so decadent and just so creamy. And it's like every bite was like my ball sacks just draining, everywhere because it was so good so good the 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 richness of the white cream right, uh, and, and and the oreo cookie chunks and the fudge brownie at the very oh my god it was i literally put on three pounds eating just one slice of this thing <laughs> uh yeah, and i feel so like after i mark eat mark all of that i'd be so fucking full and so sated that when they did plug me in and jack me up and juice me i would shit everywhere and that would be my final goodbye to the prison system
4: next all right so let me let me ask uh, well first off art i do have to comment um you definitely uh said ooey gooey and creamy a little bit too much Um, because you kind of went there those
0: make us feel better those are the decadent <laughs> foods, the comfort foods. It's like any sort of casserole or heavily
4: fat and just,
0: ugh, it's the stuff that fucking makes you feel alive and then you die. That's what it's like.
4: You love to use the word moist in public, don't you? I, I, I do. <laughs> um, okay. So let me ask, and this is very specific. How soon after said meal does death occur?
0: Uh, it would be, you know, the next morning, you know, typically they feed you your last meal, of what, like six, seven o'clock at night or something like that. And then they jack you in at like five or six or seven in the morning. At least that's, that's what right. I remember reading so, about Bundy.
4: That's what I was curious. Okay. So, um, last meal appetizer, I would have to say, and this is probably going to be kind of surprising, but, um, last year at, um, the food and wine festival at Epcot Disney world, um now granted there was a lot of alcohol involved but when we finally made it over to America um I got the lobster roll and it was really really good uh so good in fact that my daughter took it from me finished it and then proceeded to go buy her own to have a second um but yeah it was phenomenal so I would definitely start out with that lobster roll um it wasn't abundantly creamy. Sorry to disappoint. Um,
0: Sounds pretty creamy to me. But,
4: <laughs> but uh, I, I would say for the main course, um, I would probably do a baked potato with just the most perfectly cooked, medium rare filet mignon topped with gold flake, mm. peyote, and mushrooms. <laughs> so that when they did go to jack me nice. up I was totally on board for the ride. God. No clue what the fuck was happening. I didn't think about that part of it. Ah, uh, see? All pain. All pain, no gain. Right. So that's it. That's it for me. I'm going out um, on another planet. So, <laughs> yippee-ki-yay. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> All, All right. right. Who is it? Lex or Danny?
1: Uh, I can go next, Dan, if you don't
4: mind. Oh, Lex, go oh, ahead.
1: All right. Um, I have to say you guys are nuts. I, uh, it's the, the ideal last meal would, uh, and, and Art, I'm really surprised you didn't bring this up. It would be where you took me and many other men because you've never had an uh, original ID in your life, uh, for our bachelor parties.
0: FYI took two people there Two (laughs) Found a formula that worked.
1: Here's the thing. Here's the thing though. It, it, it wasn't just a restaurant. Everything you did was a carbon copy of my bachelor party. So,
0: yeah, so but I didn't fun. take you to the block. You got lucky.
4: <laughs> Please name it.
0: You got lucky, sir, because you can't handle leg. the block. So I didn't take you to the block.
1: But you still took me to Dougal's.
0: I did, but that's that's where we ended the night with the other guy. The other guy got the extra step of the block because that's for some Rough Riders shit you barely survived fucking McDougal's. you would have died if we took you i had to the a broken breath. ankle that's not why you didn't that's not why you almost died mr am i glowing
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway okay. anyway the answer to so this yes. question is fogo de chow so if you are so as i said it's where art as my best man took me for my bachelor party you know me me and a bunch of the other guys Uh, I had never been to Fogo de Chão. um, So it it was a brand new experience for me. Um, And for those of you who might not know what that is, it is a Brazilian steakhouse where it's all you can eat. And uh, not only do they have a a bomb um, vegetable bar with, well, yeah, vegetable bar in quotation marks with like candied bacon and salmon and stuff like that. But the service bring all kinds of meat to your table, and you basically eat until you're full. I'm talking you know, lamb, pork, uh, all kind, of, you know, filet uh, mignon, ribeye. And the thing is, is that you know, if it's my last meal, I'm, I'm, I'm going out on top. Like, I mean, I am eating every fucking thing there to the point where I want to be executed. Where <laughs> I am so miserable that well um, I'm happy slash miserable and that you know the only the only rest for me really is death so (laughs) I think if I go out there eat, eat meat until it comes out of my ears eat oh and that candied bacon is just oh my god it's just so amazing it's the best bacon I've ever had in my life that is, without a doubt, my last meal.
0: I, I have to call out, Dave was good enough to remind me that my bachelor party trip had the big meal at Fogo as well. Um, <laughs> so you would have known that, Joe, if you didn't get snowed in. Um, that is not my fault. But uh, by the way, it's it's actually pronounced...
4: Fogo de chão. Fogo de chão.
0: Not fogo de chão. Fogo,
4: fogo de chão.
0: Fogo de chão
3: portuguese that's portuguese portuguese it's okay.
0: brazilian portuguese that's right you speak balmer i understand that water
1: we're going over there to fogo de chow hon google's hon we're going down to the duke
0: after that we're gonna get them dollar bills out and put them up there in the pussies it's good oh my lord dave dave's eyeballs popped out big oh dan danny danny you have to, go, like to, to go tell us about your food porn
3: all right here's This story, I I first
1: came to- I'm going to
0: lay down a bed for you.
1: uh,
3: (laughs) This is a very appropriate. Because that was really how I felt. I came to Los Angeles for the first time in 2013. A friend of mine from high school happened to be working at a place called Bright Spot Cafe. It's up on Sunset, Um, just kind of like east of Hollywood. And so I went, that's where he worked. I went and visited him there. And he sat me down like before the day got busy. And he's like, hey, you want something? And I said, I don't really want much. I kind of already ate that day. But I ordered the strawberry rhubarb pie that was on the menu and a black coffee. And this it was the best thing I've ever eaten. I, I'm not even kidding you. I'm not much of a foodie but that night i dreamed about it i've never dreamed about food that i've eaten <laughs> i i wanted it again so badly and the and the piece was like a quarter of the pie which was perfect whoa was, the strawberry was was cut like in like cubes almost and the rhubarb was cubed as well so it wasn't like mushy it wasn't like a mushy pie it was like there was some texture to it but it was just that right mixture of rhubarb and strawberry it was like a sour and sweet kind of and the pie crust was just so good and the black coffee with it oh my gosh it was it was heavenly i i tried to go back to bright spot in in 2015 to because it was a seasonal pie to get it again and i i don't remember if i ever got it but i'm sure if i had it i would have remembered it and if they had it it probably was a different baker or something because it just was not the same but i never will
4: forget that pie
0: and you haven't tried to go back since
4: no Dan, if you uh, ever get the opportunity, it is, um, I don't know the exact town, but it's right outside of Kanab in Utah. Um, There's a diner called the Thunderbird. The strawberry rhubarb pie that I had there, kind of the same experience that you had. And ironically enough, their slogan is homemade pies emphasis on the hoe for whatever reason (laughs) but like dude the pies there were just i mean so decadent and you wouldn't think so i think it had like one of those you know like uh native american eagle you know kind of thing on the sign Mm -hmm. and it's like wow this is a elaborate shithole and you go in (laughs) and the pie's just like wow okay kill me now oh my
3: gosh I love, I, I'm, I'm going to try to replicate that pie someday.
0: You will need to get the recipe. Can you talk to your friend who worked
3: there? He he lives in Santa Monica, which is basically the other side of the world.
0: Yeah, now, I'm so. sorry. He's dead to you. You can't ever see him
3: again. <laughs> to oh, me. <laughs> that, that,
1: that's you, essentially
0: like living in Connecticut when you live in, in Florida. So it doesn't matter.
1: Yep. For those of you listening at home, Art is getting really mad at me because I'm typing here in the chat about the election results right now. Son of a bitch.
0: I said we weren't going to talk about it. All I said was one rule, one rule. Don't bring it up while we're recording this. So then this episode remains almost timeless, but now it is like some giant pimple that has left a fucking crater of a scar. It will have this timestamp in it and we cannot
3: remove it. Time for shot number six. I'm glad I could be a part of the pimple episode, Art. Thanks for asking me back.
4: Welcome, Dan. (laughs) Yes. Pickleback.
2: Pickleback. All right,
3: guys. Oh, for fuck's sake, David,
4: tell us what's happening. You're Mm -hmm.
2: all wrong. You got to get a GM crab cake, a Natty Bow, and something from Vicaros. That's it. Uh, But since both of the Dan's seem to orgasm from Dan M's. Strawberry rhubarb experience. I'm going to give Dan M. the points. 69. Ooey gooey. <laughs> creamy. Oh, yeah.
0: Hold on. What the hell?
2: Oh, I'm Great not job. fast enough. For this. <laughs> Let's uh, <laughs> close
0: this it is out. For, this is for you, Dave. Ooey gooey. Oh, damn it. Hold on.
4: Way pegajoso.
2: Robin, <laughs> By the way. Uh, oh, yeah. Yo, you uh, want to end up with the, like uh, the meat sweats before uh, you die? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, face fuck.
4: Any questions? what the hell wow (laughs) too many picklebacks too many picklebacks
1: hello i'm mr delicious
0: i'm just getting fucking soundboard crazy now sorry dave you were saying before i rudely interrupted you joe wants the meat sweats before he dies dude (laughs) again we all want the meat sweats because it's not us who has to clean up after them (laughs) shouldn't worry about the meat sweats you should worry about the meat poops nothing but bubble guts and hot snakes
3: Oh
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay uh danny
3: tell us what uh what are we how are we leaving the show is it going to be glorious Uh, yeah it is it's going to be incredible i guarantee it okay so (laughs) so here's what i was thinking i i was thinking um well I had one topic, but you kind of you kind of uh, touched on it already, Art, with your topic. So I'm going to switch to the other topic I had in mind, and, and that was in regards to like picking up a hobby that you used to have as a younger person, took a very extended break, and then picked it back up again now, and you see it from a whole new perspective. Oh, that's just, incredibly.
0: <laughs> It's incredibly difficult to figure out.
3: I'll I'll, I'll give you an example for me. Um, So back in college, a friend of mine introduced me to longboarding, longboard skateboarding. And so we would go into parking garages and just at the UCF and just kind of go down the parking garages all over campus. And no one cared. Security didn't care. They just saw us do it and waved um it wasn't until a few years later after i'd already left that they started cracking down on that because i guess actually i think it was my cousin who who fell and broke his arm in the parking garage but um uh but before that it was so much fun and then and then just recently this year i was like the only thing i do nowadays is drink play video games and sit on my ass all day for work i need to pick up a new hobby or something or else i'm going to kill myself so So you're saying the video games aren't the hobby no, the video games became a chore. They became, oh. exactly, like, video games have always been th- my thing for, for years, but they were just, it was just becoming routine for me, and I was like, oh my gosh, this isn't as fun as it used to be, I think. I need a. I need to get a hobby again or something, and so I thought, my gosh, I live, I've live i been living in Los Angeles now for five years, and this is, like, one of the capitals of longboarding, uh, like the homes of longboarding. Why have I not picked up a longboard? So I got, like, cheap longboard and went started coasting up and down uh you know santa monica where they have that sidewalk that goes for like miles up and down i started what doing you that talking again. about the beach santa monica yep oh yeah the the, the giant ocean side thing yeah. yeah 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 the giant ocean ocean side thing that goes through like venice and goes all the way down to newport and uh I, you know, put a mask on, put my my earbuds in and, and just kind of coast down and it's so relaxing. It, and you look, here's the thing about longboards. Anyone can do a longboard. I can't even do a skateboard. I hate, I, I wouldn't touch a skateboard, but a longboard anyone can do. And I think that it's like the easiest thing to do, but still look cool. Is that the one where when you stand, in the, stand on it, it kind
0: of droops?
3: Yeah. yeah. It's like,
0: it's like John Holmes Wang, just sort of like, <laughs> doesn't know what to do with itself. It's just sort of there, like a loofah between <laughs> wheels exactly <laughs> i've seen that before i actually would have thought that's harder to navigate
4: because Easier.
0: you can't make quick turns you can't no, make quick adjustments no. i don't know shit from shinola when it comes to this stuff guys i don't know last time i skateboarded i sat on it and i ripped off a fingernail so that's why i don't oh, fucking do oh my gosh yeah that's what skateboarding uh, does that was like three years
3: ago it was really upsetting i would be i'm upset for you thank you but uh no longboard i'm I'm loving it again i have three boards now and i just started it like a few months ago damn all right yeah joe how about you pick this up
0: next
1: you are such a dick
0: (laughs) oh i'm sorry i'm sorry am i bothering you to perhaps participate in the show that you fucking created oh i didn't mean to distract you from your from your
1: phone something very important is happening right now so i just wanted to
0: what we're recording? The show is all important. That's... That is all that matters for this fucking hour. That is it.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ! One hour. All right.
4: that's
0: it.
1: So, so the question is: things that we have picked up once again during COVID, correct? Like, I mean, like, or well, any
3: time, anytime. anytime, anytime. It can be like something you picked back up again three or four years ago. I
1: COVID is COVID is a. <laughs> Shut up, Art. <laughs> I'm mimicking Dan. <laughs> it's like
0: he's got a, a lightsaber straw. What is that thing?
3: A Camelback or something?
4: Oh, it's a... Yeah, it's a Camelback. It a camelback camel-back yeah, straw. Okay, on, I couldn't yeah. tell what it was from here. That
1: was good yeah. for you, Dan. COVID is a great... <laughs> since that's the time that we're in right now, and I was actually thinking about this yesterday. Dan, this is a great question. I've I've really tried to... Revisit a lot of stuff that I've done in the past, mostly because I have so much unexpected time now. Um, Yeah. I started um, back in (laughs) my college years, I was a pretty fit physical specimen. Um, As the years went on, I started to gain weight. So, uh, um, but (laughs) (laughs) just a few years ago, I. Lost a bunch of weight, and um, unfortunately during COVID, I started to put it on once again. So, yep.
4: what I've done is really- I've
1: been doing a a lot of exercise um, between yoga, Sancho, I believe it's pronounced. It's a martial art, and also jujitsu. Now I'm not trying to show off, <laughs> but uh, but it's all stuff that I'm. But it's all. St- <laughs> Shut up, Art. I see you laughing. It's, uh, I was
0: trying. I wish I had a, a sound drop for a brag. <laughs> it's um,
1: <laughs> it's all stuff I'm doing now. The the yoga, the martial arts. To um, it's it's stuff I haven't done in a long time, if mm-hmm. ever. And uh, it's I'm pretty much back at 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 pre-COVID weight now. So so I'm happy with that. The other thing I've been doing, which is which kind of contradicts what I was talking about just talking about is I've been honing my skills in the kitchen as well, between baking, uh, between cooking on, you know, on the stove, I've been doing a, um, it, basically just anything to maintain my sanity right now to, to improve my skills. Um, and I've been very pleased, uh, with, um, with what I've accomplished not only in the kitchen, but, but with these workouts and such as well. So that's what I've been doing during COVID um, depending on how long this pandemic lasts. I mean, past pandemics have lasted 12 to 18 months. I hope to be an expert on something. If it goes that long. <laughs> nice, Yeah. Um, Art, how would you answer this question? Smart ass.
0: Sorry. I was just belching out pure fire from the seven shots I've taken uh pouring number eight now oh my gosh should have done this for the fucking power hour i would have been so much better off uh this is going to be actually it's going to sound like a joke but it's not um the thing that i've actually picked up years later would be podcasting um i started doing podcasting in 2007 and at that time podcasting was not a thing it was, You're a pioneer. Uh, I, quote, unquote. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got burnt out very, very quickly. I was able to produce seven episodes of something. I had some help from some friends on writing the material, but the engineering like and the producing and everything else. Yeah, Joe helped out some stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it was just too much work. And I just burnt myself out. And I didn't step back into it until Joe approached me and asked about making a podcast now in 2020. So 13 years later, Oddly enough, the same amount of time that I've been in California. So weird, huh? It's like, uh, it's a strange turnabout of things. Um, That has given me a very different point of view on the medium. And at the same time, I I, listen, I don't profess to know shit from anything on this. I'm not an expert. I'm not a guru. I just do this because it's fun and I get to hang out with my friends and I get to talk and just, you know, do what we do. But seeing it, how it's grown from in 2007, there was like, I don't want to say there was like one or two or three podcasts. I mean, there was more. I I don't know if Joe Rogan was doing his thing at the time, but I feel like at that time, if you had something on iTunes, people everywhere would listen to it because it was just so fucking new. And now it's the exact opposite of new. It is literally the thing everybody does. Um, So it's given me a bit of an appreciation Hold on. Now I'm looking here at what these quotes are. Maybe a smart ass than a dumbass. And our listener count does shows we aren't gurus. That's true. We are not gurus at all. Now, I don't understand your quote, Joe, in college.
1: Douchebag. Oh, because Dave made a smart ass remark, a smart ass remark. When were you ever it joe
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh you asked that question yeah he made that comment like hours ago man come on jesus christ keep up with the fucking conversation dude Um, uh, point is getting back into the podcast game now has been so different because the, the battlefield, so to speak, is completely different. It's 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 open season. It's a sandbox when once it was this alien thing that nobody paid attention to. So you could do whatever you wanted because nobody was paying attention to it. Now, everybody's in it. That doesn't mean you can do whatever you want, though, because at the same time in today's society, everybody's still paying attention. It's just really weird. Like, are you going to be the one that gets picked in that rotation? I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's it's been... A very, very interesting, and I'll also say, Joe, rewarding experience to get back into it after all these years. But that would be the one thing that I can pinpoint easily that I have not done for a very long time. Yet, it it feels somewhat familiar, but also very, very different.
4: Oh,
1: I'm glad I inspired you.
0: You inspired me with this.
1: I said, that's the way we hold.
0: And I was sold from then.
4: That's the way you hold. Okay. So I don't think I have any like particular thing, like any particular activity that I got uh, like picked back up or involved with again. Um, but I had an event that was sort of a reoccurrence. Um, so we always had pets, um, and we have always had uh, three cats, no matter what. There was always three cats. Um, unfortunately, of the original three, only one is still around, but we have you know, since picked up two more, so we still have the three cats. We also had two dogs. Well, the two dogs, the um, last dog passed, I want to say she went about a year and a half ago, and then um, I swore, I I was like, no more dogs, no more dogs, like, it's too painful, it's too heartbreaking, like, I can't do it again, and then all the COVID stuff happened, and uh, a good friend of mine um, had taken in a pregnant dog as a foster. And I'm watching all of this stuff kind of transpire through Instagram um, as like it's leading up to having the puppies. Well, she ends up having 11 puppies in this litter. And I've like just kind of fallen in love with them. And my wife and my daughter have just been relentlessly like, let's get a dog, let's get a dog, let's get a dog. And I felt like, okay, if we get a dog, I need a dog that's like one to two years old that already like, you know, knows I shit in the grass, not on the carpet and, you know, all that stuff. And I got sucked in with these puppies like bad. So we ended up um, at seven weeks old getting one of the puppies. And I haven't actually had a puppy since I was a kid because we always had rescues and they were, you know, within a year to older or whatever. So the one thing that, yeah, I really kind of got back into um, through all of this was having a dog and that companionship and, you know, kind of uh, rekindling my love for dogs. Cause I always swore that like at this point, like the two dogs were gone and we had the cats and cats are super easy. Cause you can go on vacation and literally just like change a couple litter boxes and leave some food out. And you know, they're fucking good for a week. Are you so, kidding me? Yeah. I mean,
0: you could leave a can opener and a can on the counter and they'll figure out how to use those two together. <laughs> And if you're not careful, they'll find your car keys and take it out for a joyride. I mean, c- cats are the most self-sufficient creatures.
4: Absolutely. I should know. Well, that's yeah, great that you picked uh, up
0: the puppies. That's awesome.
4: Yeah, man. I've I've really enjoyed it. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a husky pipple mix, and like those first couple of weeks, um, yeah, bloody hands, bloody, bloody, bloody hands. <laughs> but uh, it's been rewarding. He's uh, eight months old now and an absolute treasure. He is a husky- such a well-behaved pipple. beast.
0: Yeah. Interesting mix. I don't think I've ever seen one of those. Like They have such
4: different looks. He's half and half, but he looks very husky. He's half and half, but 100% psychotic energy.
3: (laughs) Nice. I just looked up pictures of what a husky pit bull looks like, and it's really pretty.
4: Very pretty. Yeah. They're called pit skis. They're gorgeous dogs.
3: Oh. Dave.
2: How does this all sound to you? All right. Joe's getting negative points for bringing Art back into podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, I'm going to give Dan all the puppy points. Oh, yes. Enough to win the game. So, uh. Congratulations, Dan S. All right. Nice, nice. So who
0: um, well, wins this evening? what's that? Dan S. He's got all the puppy yeah, Dan, points. Dan, he gets all the puppy points. Dan S. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> the bald Dan wins. That's the answer. Sorry, Joe. Maybe next time.
1: <laughs> America loses, Dan wins. Awesome.
0: <laughs> hey! <laughs> Uh, before we uh, sign off of this incredibly long and uh, tiresome episode, <laughs> anybody have anything they'd like to promote? Dan, Dan Moore, do you have anything? Are you working on a podcast perhaps?
3: Yes. Hey, is it are, actually I'm out or is it coming out
0: or what's going on?
3: You know, I have this little podcast called Just One Thing and uh, oh, and wait, hold on. We're getting an image now. We are, we're, we are getting a feed. <laughs> we're and, getting a uh, live feed here. It
0: looks a bit like a nightmare, but um, I like that dog. Dan, get your big bald bearded head out of my way. <laughs> You're fucking up the cuteness of the dog. It looks weird. It looks like Damien the dog. Actually, you know what? If my dog, yeah. Coast, who was a black and white Pomeranian Chihuahua, no. place, looked like that and was like 70 pounds, it would look like that right there. That's that's a pretty intense stare. Well, it's, both of them are very intense. Oh, and we lost Dan. That's nope. Oh, wait, there nope. Is. oh, he's nope. back. <laughs> okay, sorry,
3: Dan Moore. Continue on with your just one thing. Oh yeah, I know. Just one thing podcast. It's been it's been up. It's on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. You can all check it out. It's a lot of fun. There are no new episodes being produced. Art, but you know what's funny? When you just brought up the idea of bringing back podcasts, I have been thinking about that a lot since since COVID. And I'm actually oh, you, considering You, you don't say. Yes, I have. So I'm thinking about I'm thinking about hopping back And all the episodes are still up there and they're fun to listen to. So and they are timeless, you know, so
2: <laughs> not like today's episode. Not
0: like today's episode, which we have now ground
3: into the ground. <laughs> No, no this why? episode is a, this episode is a time capsule of the, time the, for the...
0: number nine
3: <laughs> Pickleback, Pickle
2: back,
3: back! But yeah <laughs> oh my gosh my gosh art I'm, i am i need to get on number two <laughs> anyways that's all
0: okay dan Swordson, do you have anything you'd like to promote How's your uh, how's your search for the brown note? What's going on?
4: Yeah, I still haven't found the brown note, or else everybody would have had a much more miserable night than uh, you know we currently did. But um, <laughs> nah, man. Uh, I mean, if any listeners are in the Baltimore, Maryland area or whatever, um, hit me up. I'm at uh, Alternative Tattoo, and I would be happy to fulfill any of your. Ink needs at any time. So, uh, yeah, or you can check me out on Instagram at uh, Thanks for the Poison, T H N X, the number four, The Poison. Yeah, I'm there. Nice. Joe, you got anything? No.
2: <laughs> no. Canada, it's a great place to live. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Canada, it's a great place to live. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, uh, uh, as usual I would just direct people to go check out Amazon Prime and uh, search for The Money Shot or Chasing the Sun and you'll find my litany of terrible and not so terrible films there I, So uh, there's that I do
1: one thing uh, vote, Joe, yes, uh, Joe. vote Joe Exotic in 2024
0: Joe Exotic 2024 if uh, the Donald pardons him If he gets out, yeah yeah. i'm voting for pickleback
4: pickleback carol, ba-
0: carol baskin did kill her husband definitely, <laughs> definitely <laughs> killed her husband chopped him up fed him chopped to him up fed him to a tiger yep that shit happened <laughs> and uh as nick manning would say
2: <laughs> oh, oh yeah oh, man, I got, got got I got the blues I got the blues I have got the No more beer, heart to cheer But come with Bye. you scene So and you come
4: in again Okay was this Oh that was ugh.